0: from the News Channel 5 network. This is Inside Politics. Hello everyone, I'm News Channel 5's political analyst, Pat Molle, welcome to Inside Politics. Tourism and hospitality in Nashville are among the largest industries in our city. It generates $10 billion in visitor spending back in 2022. That's a 35% increase from 2021. And while the final numbers for last year in 2023 are still being calculated, that figure could rise to $10.3 billion. 70,000 careers are provided through the Nashville tourism and meetings industry. So why is there controversy at times about tourism being too big and getting too much attention while neighborhoods are ignored? Dina Ivey is the president and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. She's our guest on Inside Politics this week to talk about all this. Dina, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, thanks for having me. Now,
0: we assume that you, uh, you, you know, you got your post back, in your current post back in July of last mm-hmm. year. You're far from a newcomer to Nashville. Mm-hmm. You've spent 26 years, I understand now, okay. with the Commission Visitors Corporation. You've certainly seen a lot of change and growth in the local industry over the past quarter century, mm-hmm. and a, a change in focus, because when you came back in 19, in about the nice turn everything. of the century, <laughs> Nashville was going through a, a right. personality crisis, and we, the Opera Land theme park had closed, and that had been the the, the center and the heart of Nashville's right. tourism and, and visiting uh, convention. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, when I got here, I came um, for tourism marketing. And I'd been here maybe two months, and I found out that Opryland Theme Park was closing, which was our main attraction. So it was kind of like, okay, did you know something you didn't tell me, <laughs> because that made my job a little more difficult. And we've had to go through quite a quite a
0: bit of change since then. You were born and raised up in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So even before you got to Nashville, you knew something about what was going on down here. but. You knew what Opryland was, it must have been kind of a shock to you and now you had to get out and promote whatever was left, right? right?
1: I spent almost every summer at Opryland theme park because half of my family lived down here so I would be down here every summer and actually my first internship was at Opryland. So when it closed it was really sad to me.
0: Did going to Opryland every summer have something to do with you wanting to be in the tourism business? Because before you came to Nashville Mm -hmm. you had been in charge of similar duties Mm -hmm. up in the Gatlinburg area.
1: I would like to say so, and maybe it did somewhere in there, but I really didn't know it was a a career path for me.
0: Um, So um, when you got here and you found out that, uh, when you were in Gatlinburg, did you see Nashville as a rival? How did you view Nashville when you were? Mm
1: When Come you're on. in um, tourism marketing, everybody's a rival. I mean, every city, every attraction, everything's a rival because it's where people are going to spend their money, and if they're not spending it with you, then that's a problem.
0: Your predecessor, Butch Spiriton, uh, is mm-hmm. a legendary mm-hmm. in, in, in Nashville and probably across mm-hmm. the state if not across the nation for with the job he's done Absolutely. here before he left. Um, any trepidation about following the man?
1: Oh, of course. You know, you're <laughs> like, okay, how do you follow that? I mean, he was in his position for 32 years, but you know what? He trained me and our team so well that I felt really comfortable following his footsteps.
0: Now, Butch tells a story, in fact, he told it on the show before he, in sort of a retirement uh, interview we had with him here. That. Uh, when Nashville was going through that transition period of what are we going to be now that Opryland's gone, there were uh, people in Nashville who wanted to go back to the old theme of uh-huh. Nashville, which is the Athens of the South. They wanted to promote us as the healthcare capital of the world or the, bu- uh-huh. the, the buckle of the Bible uh-huh. belt. I, I'm not sure why they chose those <laughs> three. So it doesn't sound very exciting in terms of getting people to come uh-huh. here, but um, you guys thought it should be the Music City brand. Uh-huh. How did you sell that?
1: We had a, actually a local historian write the story, and he went back to Davy Crockett, you know, starting here and, and playing music here and went through the entire history. And once we showed that, people realized okay, Nashville really is Music City.
0: And I'm sure that narration talked about the Fifth Jubilee Singers and lots of mm-hmm. other things that went on in Nashville that were music related, Absolutely. but didn't have anything to do with what people I guess still consider to be the heart of Music City, which is country music. Mm-hmm. Do you still have to fight with people who are ashamed that Nashville is a, a, a associated still with what they used to call hillbilly music?
1: I wouldn't say fight with them, but there's still a perception out there in some parts of the world that, that think it's hillbilly, and once we show them what it really is, they say they like it.
0: Uh, now what Nashville generates is one third of the entire tourism mm-hmm monies that's generated throughout the entire state. Um, you're bigger than three other major tourism counties <laughs> in Tennessee, you're bigger than Shelby County, Knox County, Sevier County, or to put it another way, you're you're generating more than Memphis does with Elvis, <laughs> more than
1: We say Elvis, YouTube, Smoky Mountains, U <laughs> T football. Right. And
0: would that also include Dollywood, I <laughs> in guess. And Dollywood. Right. Um, so um, you mentioned you when you saw when you were in the business everything's a competitor. Uh-huh. Is there a lot of competition? Is there is there jealousy going on between the groups? I
1: wouldn't say there's jealousy. We're we're really supportive of each other. It's a friendly competition, and you know one one reason we go after the international visitor is because they will spend time in each city.
0: Uh, Nashville does compete with other cities such as Chicago and Dallas, but they have larger convention centers mm-hmm. than we do. They can host bigger meetings, so. Why, why do we get more than they do? Well, we're, we're ranked ahead of them in most cases for a mm-hmm. lot of things in terms of tourism and in terms of meetings, too. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think it's because Nashville's such a great destination. I mean, people want to come here, and they know when they plan their meeting here and host their meeting here, they'll have a record breaker.
0: Talk about a change in how people have perceived themselves, people that used to be rivals that now at least seem to work together on a lot of things. We have two major convention centers mm-hmm. in Nashville, one at downtown in the Music City Center, the other one with um, Gaylord Opryland out at the Donaldson area. They seem to get along very well these days, but I'm old enough to remember when they were rivals. In okay. fact, there was quite a bit of opposition to the Music City Center, the original convention center being built downtown, and then Music City Center from the Gaylord people because it was going to increase the hotel motel tax and, and actually create the hotel motel mm-hmm. tax and they didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Now they work together enough that they both went together and said yeah we're okay raise our hotel motel tax again right. so we can build the new uh, East Bank development with the new dome stadium. Mm-hmm.
1: And they're both thriving, I mean that's the beauty of it, they're both doing so well and so many conventions will come here and choose downtown for one year and Gaylord for another year.
0: know Ivy's our guest, she's the president and CEO of the Nashville Visitors and convention corporation. We're talking a lot of things about how what a wonderful situation Nashville has in terms of its visitors and in terms of its of its meetings, but also some of the controversies about it. Back to continue our conversation after this break. We are back on Inside Politics with Dina Ivey. She's the President and CEO of the Nashville Visitors and Convention Corporation. Uh, Dina, some of the information I got from your office, you had mentioned that uh, Nashville is looking now f- to go from both international, more international tourism, but also more upscale visitors. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of upscale, upscale travelers?
1: When you look at the new hotels that are here, like Four Seasons, the One Hotel, uh, Conrad, I mean, they attract a different clientele. And we'll never abandon our core, but it also opens us up to another travel segment.
0: I noticed some of those hotels are already here. Have you already started this before? Or is one, which, which one is starting first? Because I have a feeling they work together to be successful.
1: Work together, yeah. And we started, I, I guess we really started the marketing last year. Um, and now with the St. Regis announcement and all of our great restaurants that are here, it opens us up to It's really been amazing. I I can't remember
0: when I first saw an article in the New York Times talking about the the great restaurants in East Nashville, Mm -hmm. and I thought, I'm not sure people in Nashville know how many great restaurants there are in East Nashville. (laughs) I know, and we have so many. Uh, You, um, Conti Nash and Travel and Leisure have ranked Nashville for 13 years in a row now as a Mm -hmm. global destination. Mm -hmm. Travel group in Australia has named our city as a where to go destination for 2024. Is this still an emerging market for us? I don't think most people in Nashville think we get a lot of foreign visitors to come mm-hmm. to be tourists here or even come to meetings here.
1: Well, Australia's actually a good market for us. If you look at CMA Fest, they, a lot of them come for CMA Fest, but we've started quite a bit of marketing down under, if you'd say.
0: And how do you build that down there? How do you get them to come on? the That's a long flight.
1: It's a long flight, and we have to work with an agency down there to help with PR, sales, marketing. And to come there, there's no direct flight from here to Australia. No, there's no direct flight. So they either go through L.A. or uh, Houston.
0: And I know that uh, a lot of people are talking and working here in Nashville to get more international flights Mm -hmm. here. Your largest international market right now is Canada. I didn't know this, but Nashville is apparently one of the few cities in in the U.S. that has nonstop service to all five major Mm -hmm. cities in Canada. Uh, What do you do to promote in Canada and do Nashville, do use the flights to go there as well?
1: Yes, they're, they're actually um, doing really well both ways, which is always good for the airlines and it's good for the destination. We work closely with the state of Tennessee and Commissioner Zell's done a, a fantastic job over there and we just did a big activation in Toronto trying to attract more Canadians, so we'll continue to do things like that.
0: Outside of the direct flight to London that we've had, um, adding more international flights to Europe seems to be a little bit of a slower process. Mm-hmm. Um, we think it should be happening like tomorrow, right. but uh, <laughs> recently we lost out on a, on a flight mm-hmm. to, to Frankfurt, uh, Germany. It appears the flight to Dublin has some significant competition mm-hmm. uh, coming as well as well to Raleigh-Durham. Is Nashville not seen as a hot destination by the airlines? What's the holdup in getting the international flights it here? It
1: is such a long process, and when you're impatient like I am. It seems like it takes forever, uh, but it's, you know, there's so many factors. When you work with the network people at the airlines, it's the, the size of the jets they have, the uh, number of jets they have available. That's why we lost Frankfurt. They took a couple of planes out of commission. So we lost that.
0: Uh, is it the length of the runways? I've heard that's a problem. And somebody also mentioned to me there might have been an environmental uh, impact study done for one of the things they want to do out there. They're doing
1: one. The length of the runway only comes into place with the Asian flight because of the larger planes and the, the uh,
0: more weight and cargo. Well, do we need to start doing that? Because it se- it, one of the natural things, it seems, if for business reasons, if not for tourism mm-hmm. reasons, is to have direct links into Japan because mm-hmm. we have lots of Japanese-oriented businesses mm-hmm. right here. You, I'm a sort of surprised there's not already a direct flight to Tokyo.
1: Yeah, it would be great to have. Uh, They need to start now for the runway because it'll take a few years to build that.
0: Um, Your office also told me before long. This is a quote out of the information. Before long, we hope we have one, possibly two, new uh, nonstop international Mm -hmm. flights. What's your definition of before
1: (laughs) Before long? Now, (laughs) (laughs) Um, hopefully, we'll have some announcement this summer and maybe in the fall. But I would think definitely by 2025, we'd have an announcement.
0: It'd be announcements, and then the flight Mm -hmm. would probably come in in the next year or Mm -hmm. so after that. Yes. Uh, when the pandemic hit in the spring of 2020, there was real concerns, not only here, but across the country and the world about the tourism and meeting industry. Yet now there are reports that Nashville, especially the downtown area has led the nation in a 100% full recovery from the pandemic. How did we do so it's Amazing,
1: well? right? I think it, it speaks to the resiliency of this community for one, but we you know pulled together, we started marketing and we welcomed people back.
0: Over the years, Nashville has had to recover not just from the pandemic, but from major tornadoes, from floods, recessions, <laughs> even a bombing down on That's 2nd right. Avenue. Yet each time the city seems to have come back stronger than ever, setting new records for tourism and meetings for uh, for for spending here. What's Nashville's secret sauce to be able to be able to take a lick and then keep on ticking? It's the people. It's always the people.
1: I mean, we pull together. You know, when we had the, the first tornado, and we did a lot of things to help with the community, and then we also tapped into the music community and said, help us spread the word that we're still open.
0: Are you working with the music industry and those who are trying to take that census of the creative class in yes. Nashville? And what, mm-hmm. what's your involvement in
1: that? Um, actually, I just joined it yesterday. I reached out to them when I saw the article. I was surprised they hadn't asked us and they had another ask on the table for us. So they, that's why they were trying to be considering. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> one at a time. But I said, we want to partner on this. It's important to us.
0: Um, We talked about upscale traveling. We talked about international tourists, but you mentioned that you don't forget your roots. You just just this past month, this month, you've hosted again the American Bus Uh Association. Um, Given what's happened in terms of new business for other host cities, at Nashville, Nashville's hosted this before in 2014, and that made a big boost in terms of of people and, and buses coming to Nashville. What kind of spike do you expect this time?
1: Yeah, we're expecting uh, quite a bit of spike in the next three to five years. I mean, it takes a while for them to plan, but we showed them. We did, I think we did 12 sightseeing tours around the city and showed them new offerings, so hopefully they'll go back and plan new itineraries for the and clients. And you showed
0: them new hotels, because okay. I was just thinking how many hotels were here in 2014 <laughs> and how many hotels. Oh, it was amazing. How boutique many boutique hotels mm-hmm. that had been there.
1: Yeah, and then our attractions, like the new na- National uh, Museum of African-American Music. I mean, they were blown away by that.
0: Um, everybody's talking about the new Nissan Stadium and the new East Bank Dome Stadium over there as well and the rest of that development over there is set to open in 2027 is there a chance for Nashville to move to the next level from this through hosting sporting events to concerts and conventions that things that we haven't even been able to compete absolutely or on
1: opens up so many opportunities I mean we're working on several events right now big ones
0: well we'll come back <laughs> and talk about that. We'll take a break. We're talking to Dina Ivey. She's the president and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. Back back more, more conversation after this break. <laughs> we are back on Inside Politics today. Our guest is Dina Ivey. She's the president and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. Uh, Dina, people see $2.1 billion spent for a new stadium and wonder why that kind of money doesn't get spent on schools or affordable housing. Does tourism get special treatment in Nashville?
1: I don't think it gets special treatment. I think tourism uh, taxes itself and brings in revenue for itself.
0: Yeah, there are some numbers and figures Mm -hmm. about what the city would lose and what each household in Nashville would have to come up with Mm -hmm. to make up the difference in the amount of money that comes into the city coffers. Yeah, it's like $3,400 a household. Would almost yeah. be like an extra tax added mm-hmm. because you wouldn't have that money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been some concern that the East Bank will be redeveloped and just become Lower Broad 2.0. Um, I do understand there's rezoning pending in the council that would limit and control that happening, mm-hmm. so it doesn't look like just bars and 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 party buses downtown. Uh, why is our tourism effort so much so much a- a- aimed towards adult inter- adult? Activities and very little, it seems, for families.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a there's a you know natural draw to Broadway for adults. But then you look at the Predators Stadium or arenas down there, and that's for families. We have family attractions around the city. Now, I'm not saying we have enough. We could always use more. And hopefully, the East Bank will have some.
0: Is it part of it because for so many years we were so dependent on Opryland, and that was that was our family attraction. Family, family attraction. Mm-hmm. Opryland is much mourned and and and, and missed, and there's, there's still websites out there about it, people saying, would well, you ought to do that again, it should, it should never have closed, all that kind of stuff. Why has there not been another Land? Are there any efforts still to do it? Something talking about doing one on a biblical theme, is that still
1: viable? Not that I'm aware of. I haven't heard anything in the last year.
0: Um, there does remain a concern among older Nashvillians, perhaps, in particular, that going downtown at night is still not what they want to do. It's, it's not mm-hmm. like it used to be back when it was all peep shows and, and massage parlors, but <laughs> uh, goodness. it just seems when you read about Lower Broad in, in the general media, there's another country music star opening up a, a bar mm-hmm. and all the party buses that go downtown. Does, does it need a little bit more, a little more work on its image that there's more to it down there than that, or can be?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we've worked hard to regulate some of that. There's, you know, it's a draw for people. There are people that love that, they want to go there, and then there's so many other things here to do if you don't.
0: Um, I understand you're finalizing an industry, hospitality industry strategic plan. What's that going to be about and when will we see it?
1: It's going to be rolled out very soon, the next few weeks. And it's really more of a, it's for the entire city. It's not just for, I mean, It's associated with the hospitality industry, of course, but it's not just the CBC.
0: Is this particular report going to address the concern that Nashville is what people call losing its soul and its uniqueness that's made the city so attractive and bring people here? That's
1: a piece of it. It's how do we keep our authenticity? How do we make sure that, you know, we stay true to who we are?
0: Um, What about workforce issues? We Mm -hmm. have so many people who are gig performers who can't find a place Mm -hmm. to park downtown when they want to do, when they want to play. Uh, other kind of things that are just difficult to keep people here, including staying, living here because mm-hmm. they can't afford a house or the property. That's here.
1: one reason we're doing that census, so we can really get our finger on the pulse and see where they need help and what we can do to help those.
0: Getting back to the East Bank, uh, well, WrestleMania's already uh-huh. booked here to be here. Now, people might think, well, what is that? But that's one of the largest <laughs> events in the country.
1: It's one of the large events in the world. I had no idea. I went out to it in uh, L.A. just to see it, and it's huge.
0: A bid's already been submitted, I understand, to the 2031 NCAA Men's Final Four. Will the seating capacity be the same as it is for the Mm -hmm. Titans games? Yes. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Um, The information your office also sent me is Nashville's a prospect city to host the NCAA College Football National Championship game. Yes. Um, When will we be eligible for that? Uh,
1: The bid is going out, or the RFP is going out for 2027 through 31, so hopefully we'll get one of those years.
0: And of course, everybody's immediately talking about Nashville hosting a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I think you say that there are serious discussions underway, what are those serious discussions and what year might we be available to be a part of that, to to actually host a Super Bowl?
1: Hopefully soon after the stadium opens, you know, the next few years after it opens.
0: And you're interested in other NFL events, including the Pro Bowl and the Combine, Combine. Mm -hmm. as well as perhaps bringing back the... um, the, the NFL draft mm-hmm. was that the particular event that really put us on a, on a slightly higher level. People began to realize Nashville really was a city that could host something like this and knows how to have a party. Yes, when
1: we were named the best uh, fan event for the for the NFL for that year, that really put us on the map. Um,
0: the Convention and Visitors Bureau is now sponsor or producing some TV shows. You do it every mm-hmm. year for. I think you've done that at least for three years with CBS. Your ship was up 75%, 75%. from last century. You you won the, both the primetime mm-hmm. rating and the rating for the Central Time Zone when it turned to New Year here. Mm-hmm. Has this opened up a whole new level of, exp- of exposure that perhaps like what happened with the Nashville TV Absolutely. show? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. When you look at almost 9 million people watching that, it hopefully will inspire them to come to a Nashville different time of the year. Yeah. Come time.
0: Dina, thank you so much for coming thank on you. the program. You're in an industry but <laughs> you have to top yourself every year. Good luck. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thank you for being us on, with us on the Stop politics. I'll be back here again for a future show. We'll see you here next week. Goodbye.